the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you are a faithful steward of God's resources, you know that God requires the first fruits of our increase. Tithing is a critical aspect of stewardship, but the question is, how are you managing the 90% God entrusts to you? Listen in today as Pastor Rander continues to teach on this subject. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Uh, have my little group study at home and that's so I can go to BSF and that's my that's my church BFF Bible study fellowship is good it does some great things but it's not a substitute for the church and a lot of folk are full of the word from BSF and you can't get them to do a dime worth of work in the church you, you learn what what are you learning all that Bible for just to sit soak and sound Oh, everybody in BSF said, Pastor, give, give me three ministries. Oh, Pastor, I got my win. I'm not going to get what you got. I'm getting, getting it from BSF. Oh, I'm ready now. Oh, Pastor, loose me and let me go. Anybody in BSF and not serving, you are a disservice to BSF. Why don't y'all say amen? It is no substitute for the church. It reinforces the church. Not forsaking the assembling ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much more as you see the day approach, approaching, you cannot say you love Jesus and not love his church. You, you say, I love Jesus. Well, if you love Jesus, that means you love his church. If you say, how many of you love the church? Let me see your hand. How many of you love the church? No, if you love the church. Okay, well, how good is your attendance? Is it bi-weekly? Bi-monthly? Is it Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter? Do you love it enough to go to Sunday school, prayer meeting, Bible study? Huh? Are you? Is it, is it, is it so hard? Oh, I guess I go. Yeah, I, I went two Sundays ago. I mean, uh, oh, well, I get there. As long as I get there, I'm here, rev and preach. Wait a minute. And then you put people on a clock, and, and th- those games out there go overtime, triple overtime. A hundred, a hundred thousand folk in one stadium and folks stay there in the heat and in the cold and in the rain. And you got a car from your garage to drive to the church. And it's an issue. Psalms 122 one says, I was glad. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. If you're not glad to come here, you don't love the church. That's right. You, if you stress out because you got to come to always oh, Sunday. You don't love the church. Your love for the church will be evidence in your faithful attendance and sacrificial service. Psalms 100 verse 2a says, serve the Lord with gladness. And then when you come, you serve him with gladness. You don't look like you've been baptized in lemon juice. You you have a smile on your face. You you don't have an agenda. You, You come here to worship God. You worship God. Your love for the church is also evidenced by the giving of your tithes and offerings to the church. 
When you love the church, you tithe to the church. Uh, 2 Samuel 24, 24b says, nor will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God with that which costs me nothing. Dare you not give God that anything that costs you nothing. Whatever you give God must be done uh, sacrificially. When you genuinely love the Lord's church, you will not come with an entitlement mentality which has no place in the Lord's church. I just here for what the church can do for me. You come with your little goody two lists. Oh, well, they got a decent nursery. Uh, the pastor can sing a little bit and um, they got ample parking and they got the seats have cushion. They got a nice back on it. Everything is about you. A la carte in the church. And, you know, you size it up and you just as dry. Just as dry. You are an old dried up spiritual prune. Because you put the church in your little categories, and then that determines, oh, it's all about me. They feed me food, give me what I want, take care of my kids, nice youth ministry, this, that, that. Well, I can come because of what the church can do for me. My friend, it's not what the church can do for you. What can you do for the church? Not, you're not to be spiritual moochers. B, Satan, how else does he strategize against the church? Satan attempts to defeat the lost church by creating discord among the brethren. Or he can make some mess to keep you uh, disturbed in the church or run you away from the church. And some folk are disconnected the church from the church right now because of mess. Mess. And I'm going to tell you something. Don't you fool yourself. Every church got some mess in it. If it's some people there, it's some mess there. It's some garbage there. The word can be there, but I tell you what, God, Satan will show you some good garbage. Oh, God, Satan, show me some mess. He'll show you some mess, and you get full of it, and you leave with everything but God. Stop sitting with messy folk, too. And just because they're saved don't mean they're right. They can be saved and just as messy, undertone, like Speaking in tongues under their voice. <laughs> Messy! Get your purse, move over there. Satan <laughs> attempts to defeat the Lord's church by creating discord among his children. Proverbs 6 16 and 19 says, These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are abomination to him, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. Listen, if you're making mess, sowing discord, whispering, gossiping, slandering, he says, that's one of the things I hate. And if you're doing something God hates, he's going to whip you good spiritually and physically. C, Satan attempts to motivate the saints to bite and to devour one another. That's one of his satanic strategy to get you to look at your, look at each other funny, roll in your eyes, won't even speak, but you say you're saved. Bite and devour. I mean, you bite folk. Now, you're not really biting them with your, with your teeth, but you're biting with those words. You, your tongue is a razor. When people leave your presence, they bleeding all over the place. Galatians 5.15 says, but if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Satan uses that. He and just get you to do on that. And he's, oh, go get him, get him, get him, get him. He'll drop a little bone there and just pick a little fight. 
Put plant a little thought in your mind and you embrace that thought. And all of a sudden you tap the church. Got some pastor's wives that tap the church. Some pastors can't pastor because of the way. I'm so glad my wife is a good wife and she ain't all over the place and she lets me do my job. She ain't telling me how to preach and she ain't screwing my neck around. Some pastor's wives, some deacon's wives tap the church. Tear it up. One of the qualifications for a pastor and a deacon, you need to have a wife who's spiritual and not a liability to the church. Oh, God, help me preach this message. I'm not hauling it through. We got a whole lot of blanks to go. Uh, Listen, (laughs) D, Satan attempts to discourage and distract us through setbacks and spiritual regression. He attempts to to discourage and distract us through setbacks and spiritual regression. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5 says, Then the people of the land tried to discourage the people of Judah. They troubled them in building and hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Let me tell you something. They were built, they were rebuilding the temple for God, and here the satanic folk moved in uh, saying that they want to help with the building, and uh, they said, No, you're not. No, 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 you're not. They saw the move of Satan because they were very discerning. And uh, let me tell you, anytime you decide to do something for God, Satan will plant folk in your life, around, in your family, uh, perhaps even in the church, in leadership to discourage you and to distract you from that which God has called you to do. That's right. And, 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 and so the temple was being rebuilt, and here comes satanic people energized by Satan to distract the rebuilding of the temple. You have to make up your mind to serve God through the distractions to the glory of God. E, Satan attempts to cause us to doubt God's word. If he can plant that seed of doubt, you're on your way down spiritually. Genesis 3, 1 says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said? Now, underline that. Look, he sowed that doubt. He was sowing doubt in Eve because she knew what God had said. Then he's getting her to doubt the word of God. If he can get you to doubt the word, he's got you where he wants you to be. Has God indeed said? God really didn't mean that. You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. You know, he get her to doubt. And from that, Adam and Eve fell because of sowing doubt. Listen, whatever God tells you to do, you do it without doubting God. Doubt is one of the primary ways that Satan gets us to be unfruitful in the kingdom of God. F, Satan desires to deceive. Say deceive. Deceive the saints through words our behavior in order to delude. The, the purpose of deceit and deception is to delude and snare and lead astray through deliberate lies. Satan will plant liars in the church to get mess going, to get gossip going. And some of y'all will get, get carried away through lies and you don't have even sense enough to ask the right question to expose that lie. 
You bite just because somebody's significant, they're prominent, just because you like them, they're popular, just because they said it doesn't mean it's true. I don't care how spiritual you think they are. You'd be surprised how Satan can use people you think the most of to lie to you subtly. You embrace it simply because they said it and you haven't substantiated anything. Wow. Luke 21, 8 says, and he said, take heed that you not be deceived. Underline that. For many will come in my name saying, I am he. And the time has drawn near. Therefore, do not go after them. First Corinthians 6, 9 through 10 says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be, underline it, deceived. Neither fornicators, that's folks sleeping around and doing all kinds of sexual sins. They think they're going to heaven. Yeah, there's no such thing as a Christian fornicator. Okay? Okay? You, you, you're sleeping all around with folk and just having it your way. All this pornography and all that stuff. And you think you're going to heaven like that? No, idolaters, worshiping God, other gods, or worshiping God the wrong way with wrong motives, nor adulterous, sleeping around with folk that's not your wife, even though you a husband, even though you married, being flirtatious, putting your hands in certain places ought not be. There's no such thing as a Christian adulterer. There's no such thing as a Christian homosexual. No, it's not. Not one thing to struggle with it and uh, and be delivered from it. But 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 hey, this is the way I am, and God God is a God of love, and He loves me as I am. Listen, you, you greatly deceive. Nor sodomites, that's all related to homosexuality. Nor thieves, stop robbing, st- stealing. Stealing folk character, reputation, slandering, destroying folk, murdering folk with, your, with the tongue. Stealing all kinds of things. Nor covetous, design something somebody else has. Drunk or drinking yourself to death. You drink in the morning, drink, got it hidden all under beds and, and cracks and crevices. You're drinking yourself to a stupor. No reviler, wild parties, orgies, and all that kind of stuff. You get you get wild at night. You don't you sleep all day, but here come night. You get up. Extortioners, those who have power and use their power to undermine and take and steal and bezel and rob and all that, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Ephesians chapter five, verses six and seven says, let no one, the word is deceived. You need to get do a, a word study in the Bible and, and just look at the word deceive. Let no one deceive you with empty words for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedient. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. First Timothy four, one says, now the spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits. They are deceiving spirits. They're all around. They're in the church. I mean, they're, they're, they're in the schools. They're in politics, the political arena, the entertainment uh, arena, in the music, uh, uh, in the Internet. Doctrines of demons, deceiving spirits and doctrines of de- teachings that straight from the pits of hell. That's why you got to know the Bible. If you don't know what's truth, how are you going to take what is error? James 1 22, oh, it gets deeper, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. You got some folks that are professional hearers, but they don't do an ounce of what the word of God says. And if you are a professional hearer and you do not what the word says, you are being deceived. You are deceiving yourself when you can hear the word of God and yet you don't apply or implement or execute any of the words. You are self-deceived. Uh, 2 John 7 and 8 says, 
For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we do not lose those things, which things we work for, but that we may receive a full reward, a full reward. Beloved, satanic deception leads to spiritual losses. There are people used of Satan to move you out of your spiritual position, to move you from your spiritual post, to get you out of the church. That's right. To move you, remove you from ministry, to get you to be mad at the pastor, mad at folk at the church. Walk around being ugly because Satan has duped you spiritually. And right now, some of you are in recovery and some people leave the church and don't go to any other church because they've been hurt. Even worse, deception will lead to spiritual destruction. Okay? You know, it'll bring about not only your physical demise, but even your spiritual demise. Uh, Gee, Satan tempts us to serve two masters. Matthew 6, 24 says, no one can serve two masters for, for you will hate one and, and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You can't have two masters. And some folk, the reason they can't do nothing for God, they love money. Money, 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 money. Make more, 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 more. Rank, 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 rank. Status, status, status. Up, 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 up. How much up? You, you're going up, but you're not going to heaven. Well, a lot of folk. Jesus must reign supremely in our lives, which means we cannot claim him as Lord if our allegiance is to anything or anyone else. Beloved, the love of money will take away your passion for attending worship service in church. The love of money will keep you from serving God. The the love of money will keep you from going to more ranch retreat. The love of money will keep you from worshiping God in spirit and in truth. The love of money will keep you from giving to God financially because you love your stuff when you come to God's house, you broke. H, Satan tempts us to be dishonest. 2 Corinthians 4, 2a says, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. Titus 1, 10 through 11 also says, for there are many rebellious people full of meaningless talk and deception, especially those of the circumcision group. They must be silenced because they are disrupting whole household by teaching things they ought not teach. You got, don't let anybody in your house. Don't let a gossiper in your house. Don't let messy folk in your house. They tap your house. And by the way, don't go, you ought not be gossiping. And, 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 and furthermore, don't ever talk down church folk uh, or Christians or whoever in front of your children and wonder why they don't want to come to church. They say, if it's that messy, why should I get there? And that for the sake of dishonest gain. Some people serve in the church for dishonest gain. Anyone who ministers the word of God must do so openly, honestly, and transparently without deception, without distortion, without seeking power, Sunday school teachers, counselors, whatever, youth ministry teachers, it's not about seeking power. You don't teach to impress people. I'm not here to impress you. Matter of fact, I have folk leave because they don't like what I say. That's right. But, but, but the Bible says, woe be unto you when all men speak well of you. I mean, if they leave because they don't want to hear the truth, that's not my fault. That's theirs. 
They got the answer to God, just like I do. So distortion, don't, don't teach and minister the word to impress people or for the love of money. Proverbs 28, 6 says, better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one perverse in his ways, though he be rich. You know, it's better, be, it's better to be poor with integrity than to be rich and perverted and corrupt. That's what the word of God is saying. What we give to God will be unacceptable before him if we as his people are not people of integrity when it comes to giving to God financially. Some people just give God a good offering and say they're tithing. You know, that's not, you know that's not 10% of your income. You know that. And, you, and you're giving under the guise of tithing and you're lying to God. Ananias and Sapphira dropped dead for lying to God because they didn't have integrity. Look how quiet it got then. Proverbs 20, chapter 20, verse 7 says, the righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Your children get blessed when you treat God right, when you give to God right, and when you have integrity before your children. So I had to call in the house and knock on the door, tell them I'm not home. You're teaching them to lie. Lie, lie, lie. That's what you're doing. You're teaching them to lie. They're growing up little liars because they're hearing you lying on the phone. Malachi 3, 8 through 9, 8 says, also says, will a man rob God? You know, think about that. You got to be bold to rob God in his face. Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse for you have robbed me. Listen to this now. You think you're quiet now. You're going to really get quiet. Christians who are honest, say honest. Say it again. Honest will not cheat on their tithes. Their taxes are when taking tests, exams, bars, certifications, all these things. People of integrity don't cheat. They don't cheat on their tithes, their taxes. You know, Uncle Sam will take everything you got, garnish your account, and then take you to jail. Okay, mess with him now. But then you rob God because he, he's a God of grace. But judgment day is coming for those who rob him. And test. Stop cheating on tests. Keep your eyes, young folk, keep your eyes on your own paper. You get an A and you're still dumb. You don't know a thing. I'd rather make an honest C than a crooked A. That's right. Go to tutoring. Ask your parents for help. Don't cheat your way through. You graduate with a degree and be dummy lilas. Learn something. Learn. I'd rather have a person working for me with integrity with a C than a person that's summa cum laude and you can't trust them with, no, have no character. I'd rather have somebody that said, graduated, thank you, Lordy, than have somebody with all that hoopla and all that behind their name and you, you can't trust them from here to that flower. Oh, God, help me preach this message. I'm not through yet. Some of y'all say, hurry up. No, I'm going to take my time. (laughs) Ah, Satan attempts to cause us to grumble. Say grumble. So many Christians are guilty of grumbling and being critical of other believers with cutting destructive remarks in the family. Some of your wives cut your husband up. You cut down your kids. Some children cut their parents up. I ain't going to do this. I ain't going to clean my room. I ain't going to. You don't tell me what to do. I'm grown. 
You walk out there with your high pollutant self and God is about to strike you down. Be careful how you treat your mom and daddy. You want to stay in your days on your life. You better honor them, respect them and obey them the first time. You heard them obey. Stop having selective hearing children. I didn't hear. Yeah, you heard it. Okay. Destructive remarks in family, a place of employment, supervisors, you, you out there who over folk, don't abuse your position by talking folk down and abusing folk because you authority and they answer to you. You know, employment. The matter of fact, the higher up God takes you, the more humble you ought to be. The more Jesus they ought to see in you. Whatever leadership position you have in the Lord's church, you ought to be serving the Lord gladly in the spirit of humility and the spirit of Christ. James 5, 9 says, do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Wow. Look at this one. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Now, how you like that for grumbling? The judge is standing at the door. J, Satan tempts us to love the things of the world. Things of the world. First John 2, 15, 17 says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him and the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Listen, loving the things in the world, which is temporal and passing away, is one of the primary reasons why Christians struggle to give to the Lord's church. They're so broke with technology and, and add-ons and I-4, 5, 6, 10, uh, screens, big screens, surround sound, big chairs, layback chairs, j- jacuzzis and all this stuff and come back and give God a dime, a dollar. Beloved, the true church is victorious and will prevail because she is built on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I don't cater to folk who have money. I don't, I don't believe in that. You know, because that's the, I'm, I, you know, I, I go, you take me out and feed me a steak and I'll say, thank you. You come here and do something wrong. I'm going to tell you about it. Your steak don't buy me. I'm not for sale. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.